Hi, I'm Vicki Bolson, and welcome to Taking Care in Business, a podcast I created out of my passion for using business as a force for good. From environmental practices to social impacts and all that falls within the realm of corporate social responsibility, I'm always curious about how organizations are taking care in business. Well, welcome back to Taking Care in Business. I have been so looking forward to this conversation that we're going to have today about higher education, specifically a college funding model that is based on generosity and giving. Let me repeat that. A college funding model that is based on generosity and giving. I mean, what is that? Well, we're going to hear more about it today because we have Nicole Dentiman, who is with Hope College and is the program director for a program called Hope Forward there. And in full disclosure, I'm going to let my listeners know that she is my niece. <laughs> so welcome, <laughs> niece. <laughs> oh, well, hi, Aunt Vicki. <laughs> I'll refer to you as Vicki from here on, but you're right. I'm glad you I'm glad you let the listeners know that we know each other. We go way back. I think you actually <laughs> held me on like my first day of birth. Um, so so yes, but hello. Um, thank you so much much for having me on your podcast. I obviously have been a fan for forever. And um, and so to now get to like work with you in a professional capacity, this is just incredible. So one honor. So thanks for having me. Of course. Well, we talked about Hope Forward about 18 months ago, at which time I said, you have to be on my podcast. You have to be on my podcast. And you were so keen when you said, no, 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 let's not, let's wait, let's wait. Let me get in the program a little. Let me be able to really talk about it. And so it's been, um, I think, about 18 months because didn't Hope Forward launch in January of 2021? It was. We had our first group of students in the Hope Forward model. They started in August of 21. Uh, and I started in the role in June. So I, yeah, we I like needed some year. time under the belt yeah, to, <laughs> to really digest it. I mean, you... You, you teed it up so beautifully, this model based on generosity and gratitude. And that's absolutely what it is at its core. But the more you wrestle with it and get into it, you realized how nuanced it is and how actually, I would call it beautiful, like truly beautiful the model is um, and, and very rich, like so much richness uh, to it. And so, yeah, giving, giving me time to marinate in it has just been the greatest gift because now I get to just gush about it. <laughs> well, yeah. So gush away. I want you to explain what Hope Forward is and what, what the model is all about. That's great. Well, in a nutshell, I think our president says it best, President Matt Skogan. He says that, you know, talent is equally distributed, but opportunity is not. And we think about higher ed, um, Raj Chetty has done some studies about higher education being the great equalizer. So having students from different um, socioeconomic statuses rise up through, come to the same college and they have the same potential for earning. And so when we think about um, some of the social issues we have in our, in our world today, we really believe that higher ed could be a great um, problem solver for some of these big issues that just how do you tackle them? Where do you even start? And so, um, so yeah, we, we've just been at Hope College been trying to reimagine um, who comes to college, how they come to college, uh, who pays for college, when do you pay for college? And so Hope Forward is an entirely new funding model um, that, that allows students to, to come in, 
receive their college education that is gifted to them um, by previous the previous generation. So these students receive a college education, they get equipped, um, and then they run fearlessly into the world and, and then give back when they're in their earning years, right? Then they give back um, to, the, to the institution so that future generations can have the same experience. And so it moves from a bill paying and like a debt model, right? Like how many students are taking on debt? I, the current stat, $1.75 trillion in student loan debt is what our country is holding right now. And so, and those are on the backs of like hardworking Americans, right? And so what if instead, right? What if instead we moved from that scarcity where is there enough? How am I gonna do this? Can I send my college, my kid to college? How do I pay for this? Um, or like as a student, how do I, I can't work enough summer jobs to pay for this education. We move from that to instead being debt-free, graduating, being able to pursue their area of interest, which we know for some that means they want to teach for America or, right, they want to do the Peace Corps, they want to do uh, volunteer work in, in a third world country, or um, or they, they need to take a low paying internship, right, to just to get the experience that they need to, to rise up. And so how on earth do we expect our, uh, you, you know, our young people to then pay um, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. Um, so instead, we move from all of that, which doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound, that model is not working. <laughs> I'll just say it. That model is like, well, not I lived working. that model. I, I grew right. up and lived that model. So I know how really, hard it is. It's so hard. And it's, it's just, it's not, it doesn't contribute to human flourishing and thriving. So we move from that to then thinking about abundance where people, get to graduate and pursue what they want to pursue. And um, and then they get the gift of giving, which we know that generosity and giving, not only is it good for those that receive, right? But it's good for the soul. It's good for the heart of those who get to give. And so, you know, in the current model that we're in, where it's debt and bills, like, I feel like we're robbing people of the, the joy of giving and um and it's, so it's broken. All that to say the model's broken and hope forward. We just rethink the model. We're just rethinking yeah. how college is funded. So you've had one class go through this model or two? Why am I confused? Yeah, it's, it is a little confusing because we- trying you know, to figure out the date and like when school starts and stuff. Yeah, like we so. launched in, in, in August of 21 had our first cohort uh, of 22 students. We're intentionally starting small to, we're calling it a pilot, right? Like with yeah. any good thing, you need to learn about it and research it and, um, and learn from it, honestly, learn from the students. And so we started small with 22 uh, and that group is now rising juniors. Uh, okay. And then, then we have of the 36 who are rising sophomores, and then we have an uh, incoming class um, this year as well. So we're on like our third cohort who, um, and yeah, we continue, we want to continue having cohorts until we can flip the switch and one day be fully funded for all Hope College. That's our plan is that every Which student at Hope College. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. How cool. No, How it, cool. Is, it yeah. is super cool. And I was listening to the Malcolm Gladwell podcast where he uh, came and talked to you and um, Mr. Scogan, um, President Scogan about the um, college, the goal and the Hope Forward program. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's unbelievable 
you know, and it's an unbelievable undertaking. And I know that you probably have skeptics and then you have the people who are also, you know, really watching to see how they can do the same thing. So, um, and I bet that's kind of a tricky thing to, to, to navigate while you're trying to put on a, a new program and fundraise at the same time. I think as with anything, there's, there's people who are watching and they have questions and that's, that's actually good and healthy, right? To ask the hard questions. Uh, that's why we call it a pilot is we're piloting this. We have every intention of moving to this model and that's, we're excited about that. We're moving full force ahead, but we also want to learn from it and grow from it and learn from the students, um, those who are living the model, right? And those who are giving, go those who are giving um, from prior generations, right? We want to learn from them too. And so I think with any good thing, yeah, we are learning, we're growing, and uh, and yeah, we do have we do have other institutions who have called us up and have said we're watching and we are really excited about this thing. So we're pretty straightforward that we would love to have other institutions join us in this model and almost to create a consortium where we can work together. So yeah, we are we're not trying to like sit on this model. We want to give it away. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole model is based on giving anyway like we want to give the model away so yeah if if there's anyone out there listening um who wants to partner or learn more like please connect because we we would love to have partners in this but I, I will say you referred to Mitch um or Malcolm Gladwell's podcast which featured Mitch album as well um and he calls it the good circle that's what the episode is called it's called the good circle thinking about um, how we live to give and how it cre- giving actually creates this cycle, this good cycle of giving and um, how giving inspires giving. And so I don't know, you know, Malcolm, he he makes the point that we know this model is going to work because we actually already see it in some of the Ivy Leagues. We see, you know, major donors giving major dollars uh, to the institution that already has um um, multi-hundred million dollar endowment, right? And and actually billion, I should say. Uh, and so we know that there are alumni who actually have probably already paid their tuition and, and have probably paid for others' tuitions as well, but are still giving millions of dollars because of their transformational experience at their alma mater. And so we know that that this model works. We see it. Uh, we see it all around us that that people give to things that are transformational and and so it actually puts the onus on the institution to say we need to we need to make sure that we are providing this transformational education for students and that we're actually equipping them to be global citizens which is what part of our mission we want to create leaders who lead out of leadership and service in their society um and to be global citizens and so if we're doing that then i know our students are going to say i want to make sure in our alumni We'll say, I want to make sure that the next generation can have that same opportunity. Yes, yes. And in all fairness, you know, with a third pilot class coming in, um, you really kind of have to get through some some classes. They need to graduate and go out into the world. And then they need to, you know, start creating their philanthropic giving lifestyle and get into a position where then they're you know, giving back to to hope, to see what a true cycle of impact and giving and generosity and gratitude looks like. 
So you've got some years on you before you can truly, you know, spell out the experiment, if you will, you know, um, but I totally agree with everything you just said. It was so well said. Um, I, I can only imagine, I mean, everybody who has, you know, who graduates from college has some kind of an affinity to their university or to their college or their, their, whatever it is that they did to go on and get post high school education, you know, because they, they look back on it and they either learned it wasn't what they wanted to do, or in most cases, they're so grateful for, you know, the friendships and everything else that came along with that experience. And they want to go back and visit their school and they want to provide and they want to give and they want to, you know, be someone that, you know, networks with, you know, students while they're an alum for their industry or whatever. So, so I do, I agree. I agree very much. And wouldn't it be amazing if other universities, even other liberal arts colleges like Hope get on this program, especially because so many liberal arts colleges are going bankrupt. Yes. You no, know, they're yeah. struggling financially and the competition seems to be getting stronger and stronger to recruit the students for those schools. And so your program to me just, I don't know, shows your commitment to your students. And um, I, I would imagine it helps to recruit students that are you may otherwise never have known about and students who never knew about hope you know let's talk about that for a minute the socio-demographic makeup of those in the pilot program um can you just speak to that a little like how many are first generation college students how many are you know people of color um do you do can you can you speak to that a bit I'm so glad you asked about that. Great, great question. 20% are first-generation students, and I will say they're proud first-generation students. We have a thriving first-gen student union on our campus, led by my colleague Stanley Duncan, who um, his goal is to, to make sure that every everyone knows that our, who our first-generation college students are because they're, it's actually such an incredible thing to be proud of. And so oh, I just have absolutely. to highlight that, like yeah. the work that the work that he's doing um, on our campus with that. So 20% proud first-generation college students, 50% are students of color, uh, and 30% are international students. So we have a, a very diverse cohort. <laughs> um, we have, I think, 20, over 20, 20 I think it's about 24 states represented. Um, of, of the students. And then uh, I think about 11 to 12 different countries. Yeah. So when we get together, it's just like a rich tapestry of cultures, right? And so much good learning, because I'll tell you what, like gratitude and generosity are talked about differently uh, all across the world, right? So um, in, in some countries, it's actually, if you're, this is something I learned from one of my students, I think it's so cool. If you are new at, um, if you're part of a new community um, in, Th- in Thailand, actually I learned this, that in Thailand, if you are the new one at the table, uh, it's actually the, the, the generous thing for you as the new person to pay the bill. Uh, because so people are giving you the honor to do that and it's like that's that's the generous thing to do is to give the bill to the new person right we're here in these states like 
that's not generous. That's, that's totally mean, right? Like, don't do that. <laughs> so I, I just, we are learning so much from one another um, as we, as we digest, like, what does a, what does, what does a gift economy look like, right? Like, what is it, what does it actually look like to be people who give um, and live to give just as that, that's a phrase that Mitch Album talked about. He's a, he's an author and his life was totally changed um, by his professor, uh, and he wrote this this book called Tuesdays with Maury. Yeah. And, you know, this living to give idea, uh, you know, as a, as 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 a campus, that's what we're trying to that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to think about how we live uh, and how we give to each other. Yeah, that's beautiful. Is um, do you have 100 percent retention with these students? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, right now, our those who are registered, we, we don't measure retention actually in higher education until after the drop ad date in the fall. So after students arrive on campus, get settled into their classes, um, then we can really tell who we've retained for that year. So as of right now, we have 100% retention from freshman year uh, to sophomore year. So uh, that's that's really exciting to us. We hope already has an incredible freshman to sophomore retention rate. Um, it's about 92 percent, which is which is remarkable um, for higher education. And that's such a credit to so many of my colleagues and um, professors here at the college. We're just working so hard to, to make sure that students feel like they belong here um, and can thrive here and have a place here. I, I love what our our provost, his his name is Dr. Gerald Griffin, and he has this phrase that he repeats all the time. He says to every student, I want you to know that you have something to give this place and you have something to take from this place, right? You have something to give your peers and you have something to learn from your peers. Mm -hmm. And he wants he wants every student to know that like when they walk in a classroom, is it, it isn't a top down kind of let me teach you everything you need to know but it's instead it's a collaborative learning environment where students get to come in and share their you know their experiences and their identity and share who they are and but then also learn about others right and learn learn um learn about the world through others too so it's it's just it's such a beautiful place to be so i think so many of our students feel that um which is reflected in the retention rates um but but yeah right now the registered from spring to fall semester, 100%. And man, I'm so excited to have them all back on campus uh, just here in a few weeks. So uh, I good, bet. Good so what, as the program director, what is a day in the life for you like? Oh, so many things. That's, Starts that's, with coffee. I know that's kind of a broad question. I guess I can also say that I want to, to, I'm wondering if your trip to Haiti that you just got back from had anything to do with student recruitment or what was that about? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Our president, um, Matt Skogan and I uh, just returned from Haiti just a few days ago. And yeah, we went down um, with Mitch Album. He has a mission called the Happy of Faith Haiti mission um, and orphanage down in Haiti, Port-au-Prince, Haiti. And he's, he got involved about 12 years ago and has been going down every month um, to visit to visit these kids. And so that wow. speaks to like his, the way he, he views, it's not just um, an organization or a nonprofit that he gives to, like he is invested. And so he invited um, 
President Skogan and I down and we went down. Um, we have seven students from the, the mission and orphanage. We have seven students at Hope right now. And so for us, it was twofold. The first I think was we want to be, um, we want we want our students to to thrive here. And part of that means we need to make sure that we understand the full scope of what our students are coming from so that we can be a great resource and support to them while they're here and help aid in their transition. And so for us, a lot of it was like just gaining understanding about where our students are coming from all across the world, uh, because Hope College could be very, very, very different from the environment that not just these kids are coming from, but so many of our other students. So for us, it was like it was humbling and eye opening um, to 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 really, yeah, to to learn about where, who are who our students are and who their family is and um, where they're coming from. So that was kind of our first reason. And our second reason is yeah, to build bridges. We uh, we are so inspired by the, the kids down there. There's about 60 kids. And when you ask any of them like what they want to be when they grow up, um, most of them say they wanted they want to be in politics or they want to study political science. And when you ask them why, it's because they they want to be the next Haitian president. Like they they want to change their country and they believe that they can. And Vicky, they are they are incredibly resilient and smart. And I mean, these kids speak multiple languages. They play musical instruments. They're doing basic engineering at wow. 15, 16 years old. And so they really are, are they're our future. And, um, and so for us, it's just, it was, yeah, learning more about who they are. Um, but, but then also humbly saying like, how can we help? How can we be a part of uh, what you want to do here in your country? So the, the, build, the bridge building um, is is happening. You know, we we joke like there's a verse in um, in the Bible that talks about uh, faith, hope, and love, and and we're a faith based institution. So you know, for us, it, faith, the Christian faith is really important, and we're trying to, to be a distinctly Christian um, while also being incredibly uh, invitational and incredibly ecumenical. And so uh, for us, we root, we're rooting ourselves in hope. Um, and for for this mission, they are rooted similarly in faith, um, but they're they're called the Have Faith Mission, right? And so for us, it's like faith from faith to Hope College, uh, and with between the two, there's just there's a lot of love, um, and it, so much so that some of the students, some of the students, like they want to come back to Haiti, and I even had one student talking about how he wants to kind of create like an organization that. Um, would be both like a hospital and a school and help provide jobs. And he was like, I think I'd like to call it like loving. And it's like, oh, from faith <laughs> to hope to love, right? Like, it's just, um, there's some good stuff happening. So yeah, the trip was incredible. That's awesome. So that's part of what you do is build bridges and, and get to know your students um, so you can help them transition. So when they do arrive on campus and a day-to-day, -day, are you their main point of contact? And like their, I guess, what what do they call that in college? You have not an orientation leader, but like your advisor. Do you advise? Are you considered all the Hope Forward kids advisor? Great question. Yeah. You know your stuff too. Look at you. It's like you have kids in college or something. Oh, I had uh, a few. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I am not, and that's, that's purposeful, but that's because our campus, we are, we already have incredible 
orientation leaders and incredible resident directors and incredible advisors and professors. And so um, instead, my role is more supplemental. So if you think of the college experience, um, we already have an incredible college experience. Now, the Hope Forward program is just one additional layer. So I view my role as helping students kind of understand that the covenant that they've made. And we use that word covenant um, almost it's our, our way to describe an agreement uh, right. between that the students, they say, you know, we say you're receiving your tuition fully funded. And then what we what we ask is that after you graduate, you give uh, annually and generously back to the college. It is not it's it's not binding. Right. It's it's not um, you know, they're they're signing it, but we have it's nothing to hold them to. Right. It's it's just a goodwill. Yeah. Uh, agreement. And so that's why we call it a covenant. Um, and so, and there's, there's, I should say this too, like the number one question I get asked is, you know, well, what do you expect from them? And we expect, the only thing we expect is that like they give generously. And that's, we never say a dollar amount or a percent amount because that, that takes away from what that person is viewing and perceiving um, to be generous for them. So, um, yeah, so so students so students sign that. So I, you know, a lot of my role is helping students understand the model because this is totally different. Like this yeah. is crazy. Um, yeah, I think the closest totally. thing we have, the closest thing we have to it is like a church, right? Like churches are run off of the the tithe, the generosity um, with a tithe. Um, and so I think helping students understand the model, um, and then yeah, we do we do supplemental programming, especially focused on gratitude, generosity, um, helping students understand financial literacy. Uh, yeah, we've got a whole curriculum, but I would say those are some of the the core pieces of of what I get to do every day. Um, in yeah, my role. It makes, it makes sense that they would matriculate with the rest of the um, uh, campus, you know, so that they, they're not um, having, they're, they're still participating in groups when they orient, you know, That's and right. they have the same advisors that That's everybody right. else has. So they're having the same experience as every other peer. Um, so that makes total sense. And it also makes sense what 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 you do um you're kind of the the face of the program and everything comes through you and then you reach out to who you need to help you do what you need to do <laughs> you, know? you got it you got uh, it <laughs> yeah like I say they're hope they're hope college students they're not and then they're hope you know sub of that they're hope they're in the hope forward program but first and foremost like they're they're students just as the rest of our population are yeah that's great and I want to make sure that everybody who's listening for whatever reason they have interest in, you know, looking into the Hope Forward program or at Hope College, or they have questions specifically for you that they know how to, um, how to, how to get in touch with you and to, to go um, searching for information. So yeah, that's great. it's hope.edu, right? Is there, um, but you know what, I'll be honest, if you just put in Hope Forward program at Hope College, you will see pages and pages of, of coverage because you've been getting so much media attention. Um, and I, when I did that, I went straight to the hope forward page on the hope web hope website. Yeah, that would be the best place to start for, for all your information. We have links to, as you know, as you just shared, like 
we have links to the to outside media coverage. And if you want to learn more specifically about um, the program and the student experience, there's a whole landing page for that. Um, and so, so yeah, that would be a great space to, to start. Hope.edu slash forward. Gotcha. Well, this has been amazing. And I love hearing more about it from you from just more of a programmatic standpoint, because when we you know, talk when we're together, which isn't often enough. Um, you know, I'm always just more interested that you're okay and that you're loving it, which I know you are. Um, and we don't get into the details like this. So it's been great to, to hear a little bit more about the day to day. And, um, I thank you for coming on and spending time with me. Thank you for having me. Like I've always, it's, I've always looked up to you so, so much and this, Aww. that's, it's so genuine. And so to like, to be in this spot and to be able to be on your podcast that you started, like you're just, you're an inspiration. So it's just so life-giving for me. And um, yeah, if you ever, I know we don't see each other enough, but if you ever want to move to Michigan, there's, <laughs> I hear there's a great lakeshore and a great college nearby. So <laughs> Exactly. Well, I know I'm going to see you in just a couple of weeks when you come home. So yeah, I will see you yeah. then. But thanks for, for spending time with me formally, Nicole. Oh, well, thanks, Sam Vicky. Much love always. My takeaways from my conversation with Nicole Dentiman. Hats off to Hope College and the Pay It Forward program for attempting to revolutionize the college funding model. You know, when you look at the fact that over the past four decades, a college education has increased by almost 900%, it's clear that something needed to be done. And this hope forward approach by providing fully funded tuition for college students is innovative. It is, in my opinion, a model for the future. Is this what the future of education is going to need to look like? I think for Hope College, they're going to need to fully capture this impact, get through some students that have entered, exited their four years, and then what does post-college look like for them in this program? And if Hope College can do that and articulate that impact, I think that we're onto something here and maybe this is the future of education. Taking Care in Business is hosted by Vicki Bolson and is produced by me, Morgan Hartman. Together, Vicki and I are part of the team here at Bolson Group. If you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to help support our show, please follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and updates, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Taking Care in Biz, that's biz with a Z, or by going to our website at takingcareinbusiness.com. If you have any questions, comments, or have a guest suggestion, you can email us at info at takingcareinbusiness.com. Thank you for joining us today and stay tuned for our next episode to learn more about using business as a force for good.